This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. This is Panama Crypto, and I'm in Wrecked. Hello and welcome everybody. Uh, Crypto Chamber here, unfortunately all by myself, uh, with our guest, Panama Crypto. Uh, our fearless leaders, Cynthia and Bunchu, couldn't make it this evening, but we're going to try and hold down the fort anyways. Um, like I'd mentioned, in the, like we heard in the intro, we have Panama Crypto, uh, straight from Panama. I, I wasn't 100% sure if, uh, if you were from Panama, and we, we confirmed that. Uh, what's the temperature over there today? It's like thirty-five, not far, not far No, no, no. I'm cel- I live in Canada, so yes, I'm, 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 I, I'm on the. Uh, I, I talk in Celsius as well, not Fahrenheit, but it's thirty-five Celsius there right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's really I, warm. La- yeah, we had a couple of days uh, last week. I live in, I live in Canada, and we had a couple of days last week in you know the minus you know thirties. Uh, so not, uh, not ideal. I would much rather thirty-five degrees. Is it very like is it humid there as well, or is it just is it a dry? Uh, right now it's dry season, so oh, that's that's okay. It's just quite dry. So uh, before we get started, I just want to tell you about our friends at Honey Miner, one of the very first advertisers we've had on the show. Um, they're back and they have a massive announcement. They now support Linux. Uh, so have you ever wanted to get into crypto mining, but you never had an idea how? Well, Honey Miner is the easiest way to get started. Uh, with their one-click install, earn Bitcoin straight to your computer right away. Uh, they support Windows and Linux now, uh, with Mac uh, coming soon. Um, so let's talk about this Linux for a second. Uh, this is compatible with uh, Ubuntu 16.04 and Ubuntu 18.04 or CentOS 7. Uh, Honeyminer Max pays out market value plus 10%. Uh, as with all mining payouts, may, this may fluctuate a little bit, but payout periods are every two hours. Uh, that should average out to be about 10% greater than open market earnings. Sound cool? If you're interested, check them out at honeyminer.com forward slash labs. So, Mr. Panama Crypto, what we're all wanting to know is how did you get into crypto to begin with? Oh, man. It's a long what's, story. What's, what's the genesis story? Uh, I heard first of uh, Bitcoin back in 2011 through Andreas. Okay, uh, Mr. Antonopoulos? Saw, yeah. Saw a few videos on YouTube and was very interested about the whole thing about decentralization and didn't quite understand the whole concept about Bitcoin and obviously started investigating and digging through all, all the influencers back then but didn't actually went into buying any because I noticed that uh, where you hold held your Bitcoins wasn't 100% bulletproof and I've been always sort of paranoid about uh, InfoSec security and whatnot. Of and course. Deciding not to actually buy any, but it was always on, on top of my head and always was checking the prices. But uh, until 2015, okay. uh, I had some extra cash from my, my paycheck. So I started buying fractions of Bitcoins and uh, lost it all on nitrogen sports, uh, mindless, mindlessly uh, betting on like college football, <laughs> NFL, <laughs> soccer. A true so, degenerate. 
Yeah. But but like point nine BTC and lost it all like in two weeks. Like a retard. Really? Then did you say point nine? Point nine, yeah. <laughs> so early twenty seventeen uh, I was fortunate well, not fortunate. My wife started uh, working in the hospital, so she had uh, graveyard shifts and whatnot. I had to spend a lot of time in the hospital, so I had a lot of free time in my hands and started checking you know, all the cryptocurrency and started uh, diving in on Twitter and reading more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. and decided to buy a lump sum of uh, uh, this is really, really, really not good. Uh, but some <laughs> Ripple, oh. uh, <laughs> when it was like close to 400, 500 sets. Really? Uh, but some Ethereum, didn't even buy any Bitcoin, to be honest. Really? But on the bull runs of uh, early April, April 1st, or something, I put like 400 bucks and became like $7,000. It was insane. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking god. But <laughs> no kidding. It came January 2018 and that all into shit. So <laughs> it was a really good uh, seven, eight months run, uh, yep. the bull run. And fortunately enough, I, I took uh, a lot of profits. Mm -hmm. from from those runs didn't do exceedingly well but on 2018 uh, on the bear market i was actually doing really good with the uh, master nodes and staking and whatnot so what are some of the what are the, some of the master nodes you you run i used to used to have a back in september before september i had a lot of Master nodes. I used to have four gin, calculus, uh, well, I don't remember right now. Uh, That's fantastic. Algo, Algo coin. Yeah. Uh, I had at least 20 master nodes. Which, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, different, different coins, but sure. the master nodes in general, like a lot. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Masternodes always kind of scared me. Um, it seems like it's a little too complex for my uh, ability at this moment. But uh, to have twenty, uh, it was really it was really complex for me at the beginning because I that there wasn't a really uh, straightforward uh, Masternode hosting service, right. and there wasn't really a guide to how to deploy them. So with trial and error, I managed to deploy a, like, I don't know what, like 10 master nodes consecutively. And I ended up doing uh, a guide that actually was really popular. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's also one of, of my, my articles that people like the most. Really? No, I, I, um, I was, we were talking before the show that I, I really enjoyed your uh, your security um, uh, medium article. We'll mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit later on, but no, I'm gonna have to go back and read that one on on, uh, on Masternodes. So yeah, it's, it's really structured, so you can actually uh, take the guy side by side, your wallet, whatever you deploy mm -hmm. the Masternode, and and walk it through, and and fortunately, we'll get your uh, Masternode enabled. Really? Well, we'll make sure to, uh, we'll um, we'll make sure that we have a link in that in the show notes too for uh, for both uh, the 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 cybersecurity one and the masternode one. So that's interesting. I have to read that one for sure. So um, here on the Rec Podcast, what we like to do um, just to kind of give you a little background. I, I myself, I got in um, at the very height of the twenty seventeen. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, Sorry no. to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's all right. I'm still around. Um, you know, made a podcast to, you know, drown my tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I got in, no, literally uh, end of November in 2017, um, you know, bought bought some Bitcoin, uh, you know, fraction, fractions of Bitcoins, but bought some. 
um, and then started, you know, started buying alts. Uh, and then within a, you know, th- th- two to three week period, like I, I thought I was a genius. I'm like, oh, this is the smartest decision I've ever made. I was, I think I had yeah. like three or four X to my money. Yeah, I'm gonna quit my nine to five. I'm gonna right, exactly. Time. I'm like, this is. So a lot of people talk about the bull run being, you know, a couple of months. I'm like, I had three weeks of good bull run. Uh, that was it. <laughs> but um, nothing but pumping. Nothing but pump. Like I remember, like refreshing my phone, and like every five minutes, it was just up, up, up. Like it, it I kept showing. Like I remember. <laughs> I'd be so excited to show my wife. I'm like, look at my phone. Look at this. Like it was at, you know, it was at, your, you know, this portfolio. number. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I, I had so much, and she thought it was a genius too. And now, now she does not think I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, to, to, to kind of, you, you just want to learn so much when you get, when you first get into crypto. So I like, uh, I'm a big podcast guy. So I would listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, you know, some of the YouTubers were, interesting but i was definitely more on the podcast side and i would have you know i would listen to you know the, the major crypto podcast and one of my favorite things was when guests would come on and they would talk about how they would get you know how they got you know they got in in 2014 or they got in you know in the previous bull runs and they got wrecked and what they Shit. did to kind of get through it i really like that part of the conversation so the, the 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 idea behind this show was we wanted to, you know, we I, I like to really talk about those, uh, you know, those those periods where people got in and maybe have gotten wrecked or, you know, maybe made a bad decision where other people can kind of learn from it. So uh, I know you'd mentioned the point nine BTC, uh, you know, you lost betting. Are there any other like crypto wreck stories that you would have? Um, you know, maybe some 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 things that I can learn from, or maybe some of the listeners can learn from. Well, fortunately, as I mentioned, I got on March, early March, some coins and basically wrote all the way up uh, on the bull run. But as a beginner in 2017, I had really, really bad trades. Uh, Strat kill me most of the time, library yeah. coin. Uh, Man, like at least 15, 20 really, really bad trades. Fortunately enough, I have my wife that always was on, on, on my back saying like, this, this could go to shit anytime. Why don't you take profits? I'm like greedy as fuck. Like, no, I am going to leave this in, <laughs> in, in, in crypto because by next couple months, the market cap is going to be and. and Three trillion, right? Exactly. Out of, out of my asshole <laughs> and stuff like that. But fortunately, every time I have like good gains, I took profits. Many well, that's times. good. That's very good. Fortunately, but as in bad, really, really bad trades. Uh, I guess like in everybody else. Yeah, I but think everybody got some. But the most retarded thing is like. Uh, betting Bitcoin on anything like in sports on the casino dice right Don't I do think that. I, I saw today many many times uh, people talking about when when they started uh, on Bitcoin back in whatever year that word was is that people wanted fast money and were pretty impatient to to get profits really fast. And it's something that I guess I, I, I learned from, from my experience in 2015. And I, I honestly been a degenerate since, I guess, all my life. Yeah. I, when I was 18, uh, the little, little money I had, I spent it all on blackjack on the casino. Really? So I always liked to get fast money, like things that they roll really fast so i obviously get wrecked on on playing blackjack and 2015 yep. betting my first bitcoins so i guess i've reached the point of maturity where i know myself and have grown to understand that i need to be patient in order to to be profitable that's so smart. well you'd mentioned yeah. you'd mentioned uh uh you know you're kind of if you're a degenerate, you're born a degenerate, and I'm also a degenerate. 
uh, I, I try not to gamble too much just because I know what I'm gonna what what's gonna I know what's gonna happen. It's gonna it's not gonna be good. So I try to stay away from it as much as possible. But you say from like when I was a kid, I remember. Um, I don't know what grade it, you know, maybe maybe I was like thir- 12 or 13 and my mom found this um this pencil case that was filled with do you, uh, I I might be ta- do you, you guys have like scratch tickets in Panama? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know you can play like the crossword or bingo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had I kept all my losers. I would keep all the losers. And I would put it in this pencil case and my mom found it. And I forget how much, like hundreds of dollars worth that I had spent. It was just stacks of them. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, I buy them, you know, all the time. And yeah, she's like, you can't buy, like, who's buying these for you? You're like 12 years old. Like, you know, I just ask people if they're going into the corner store and, you know, give them five bucks and like, where are you getting the money? I'm like, well, maybe I'm getting it from you when you're not looking. (laughs) What? But yeah, no, I would just, yeah, I would take money out of my mom's purse and, uh, oh man, that's really bad. Yeah, well, I just loved the scratch tickets. I would get addicted to them, and like I said, I would keep all the losers. And she had found the losers, and <laughs> she was not very happy. So I try, I try to stay away from gambling as much as I can. Yeah, you should. It's really, really bad. Well, I was in, I was in Vegas last weekend. And addicting. Yeah, I, I was in, I was uh, working in Vegas uh, last weekend, and uh, the hotel was staying at. I was walking around, you know, late, late one morning or early one morning, I guess. And one of the craps tables was empty and I don't know how to play craps. And the guy, the guy at the craps table taught me how to play craps. And I blew like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks playing craps. <laughs> but man, that was a fun game too. But yeah, yes, I'm, I'm always trying to find a way to rig the system to <laughs> legitimately yeah. money fast without hurting anyone. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good. That's, that, that, that's the the spirit of a true degenerate. <laughs> that is the spirit of a true degenerate. So, just moving on here, we uh, we also like to talk about. Uh, so we, we in the past, our past guests, we, we've come out with some pretty interesting, uh, what we call real life wrecks, and what that is is just like a wreck story that happened in your real life that has nothing to do with crypto. Maybe just, you know, something insane that you saw one time. I one of the stories I gave. Um, just to kind of give you an, an idea of how crazy you can get, um, was uh, we had rented a beach house uh, for a family vacation, and uh, there was a gentleman, I don't know, so he was swimming, he ended up drowning, and he washed up on our beach uh, dead. Uh, and it was, it was insane. It was in, right in the middle of our, 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 our week vacation there. And the cops had to come, and the ambulance came and took them away, and we had to hide the kids <laughs> so they didn't see, so they could go swimming. We had our own private beach, and he washed right up on our private oh, beach. Wow. It was insane. So you can really get as cr- story. Yeah, Fine. so you can get as crazy as you want, or as you know, as safe as you want. So, uh, just so you know, it's a safe space. There's no judgment here. Oh man, <laughs> that's a really gory story. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, thinking out of top of my head um i used to work for this guy this american dude here or off here in panama he used to do like offshore uh, investments and he also did some some of tax evasion obviously okay. because it was basically here in panama nothing to do with the panama papers okay <laughs> <laughs> and he, we were about to uh, stop the, his whole business here in Panama. So I was in process of, of moving out of the office and moving, moving back with my parents because I didn't have enough money to, to live off my own place. So I had this motorcycle and this weekend I decided to have a few beers on, the, on my friend the mechanic and then drive drive back to to the office. So obviously I got wrecked. Uh, hit like a spot of oil in, in the street. Oh really? And and did like like a front flip like ten times. Managed to pick up the bike and drive to, to the office. So what? I was in the process. Yeah, my leg was my knee was really bad. My my left. So it was really bad. To this Did day, you break I, any bones or anything? 
I didn't actually break anything. Wow. But I hit so hard that I had to go to the hospital. Uh, you could actually see my, how do you call it, the bone in your knee. Um, like the, 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 the kneecap, like the patella? Yeah, the kneecap, you, you could actually see the, the bone through the oh. scrape of my knee. And oh. since I was wearing like boots, uh, my toe like broke, but I didn't notice until six months after. Okay. And my my both hands were like peeled to the to the meat itself. Oh. So oh it was goodness. a a pre- pretty bad experience. Yeah. But, but that's not that's not all. On that oh, week, no. I went like basically all in with all my savings into buying spirulina. I don't know if you know what what that is. I don't. Spirulina is like an algae that it's planted in some countries like at least myself I bought it from from a producer in Cuba okay which is, which is really good and they also I think they produce it in Hawaii and some other countries obviously I think they also do it in China so I spent like 7,000 bucks on this spirulina <laughs> that I $7,000? yeah in oh. my parents place and I couldn't even sell it because I was in pain I guess. Oh my goodness! From the accident, so that was possibly my most wrecked moment in my life. I think I was rock bottom. No, most that, definitely. That's crazy. That's a good and story. It, and it and it took me like a year to sell all the, that spirulina. And did you make a profit, or did you break even, or? Uh, I cut my losses. Like okay, I, all right. I, I think I got like back like at least three five hundred or something like that. Oh, really? But in the meantime, I recovered. I I passed a few months, and then I found a nine to five. I started working, and and as a, as a night job, I tried to sell all that to to my friends that <laughs> were in, <laughs> on, on charity mode, trying to to buy buy it off me. Wow! Well, that's that's nice. So, all right. So that is a very good story, considering I dropped that on you at the last minute. That was a very good pull. Um, so now we're gonna we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna get into the news. So. Uh, not that long ago, um, our good friend Jack uh, from Twitter. I wish uh, he was my friend. I know. <laughs> Sometimes if you say it enough, you can speak it into existence. Uh, <laughs> so at Jack uh, put out a little tweet saying, uh, Bitcoin is resilient. Bitcoin is principled. Bitcoin is native to Internet ideals. And it's a great brand. So big pro tweet from jack um and then i I wet my pants when i read that (laughs) well i was gonna say you uh you you uh, retweeted with comment um saying that uh, you think the rest of social moguls will let jack uh uh let bitcoin pass accept them uh expect them to to uh, hop on the train to address the bitcoin and cryptocurrency soon so um I'm, i'm hoping to see a pump anytime i haven't yet but uh yeah, we what, actually what, got a dip, like. Yeah, like we actually got a dip, right? <laughs> Seventy bucks. Not even, yeah, not even, not even Jack can can no. make the make the mark of pump. So, what what are your thoughts on this? It's actually pretty good comment from one of the most important guys in social media. Um, I actually don't understand what are, what are the market dynamics. Uh, after some uh, statement like that one, um, but I I expect uh, the price is gonna rise from 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 now on, but it hasn't. <laughs> it has not. No. <laughs> no. But in general, I think uh, the rest of the social media moguls will follow the lead from Jack and we come out with a statement saying something. I don't know if similar or even. That's a uh, pretty. Uh, that's a pretty. Pricing uh, Ethereum or of the of some other cryptocurrency of their likings. 
and yeah, may, uh, uh, or some of them are already affiliated some of some cryptocurrencies. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, they could already be maybe. Affiliated. I don't know. Maybe we have some Ripple coins uh, lovers. Yep. Uh, so hopefully not. But <laughs> hopefully not. I, I wish all of them uh, say something positive about Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, you can't get much more positive than the tweet he put out. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see who follows suit. Um, I, I think well, I think Jack's been on a, a press tour as of late. I think he was talking about Bitcoin on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, the other day. Him and Joe were talking about that. That's huge. And I believe he's on. I, he was just he popped up on one of my feeds uh, today. I think he's on the uh, Sam Harris podcast. Um, so I, I'll have to listen to that, see if they talk about Bitcoin. But it'll be, uh, it's, it's interesting. So I'm not sure if he's on a media tour just talking about Bitcoin, which would be great. Uh, but uh, yeah, interesting. Actually, uh, Jack, Jack is invested in Lightning Labs. He put up, uh, invested like 2.5 million on, on that company. So he has skin in the game. Yeah, he does have skin in the sure. game. Interesting. Interesting. So the next uh, piece of news we're going to talk about here um, is, is unfortunately a little close to home for me. Uh, Canadian crypto exchange Quadriga CX says it cannot repay most of the $190 million in client holdings after its 30-year-old founder, Gerald Cotton, the o- apparently the only person who knew the passwords to the cold storage wallet, unexpectedly died in India. Um, Pretty, uh, I call a scam. I think, I mean, uh, that's they, they pretty scammy. Yeah, that's pretty scammy. <laughs> so, apparently, the exchange holds roughly uh, just over 26,000 Bitcoin, um, 11,000 Bitcoin Cash, 11,000 Bitcoin Cash SV, uh, 35,000 Bitcoin Gold, 200,000 Litecoin, uh, and just under 500,000 Ether. Um, I mean, I use so again. I live in Canada. I use uh, Quadri. Or I used to use Quadriga uh, to go in and out of Canadian dollars. So if, is it uh, Quadriga or Quadringa? I, I've I, always said story I, was Quadringa. I think it's Quadriga. I think it's Quadriga. Q U A. Yeah, it's Quadriga. Yeah. Okay. I always called it Quad because I'm cool. But uh, I would use it to go in and out of like Canadian dollars. So, you know, if, if I, c- I could connect my bank account to it, uh, transfer money and convert that to BTC. And then I would send that to, you know, other wallets or to Didn't other exchanges. A, another exchange in Canada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a, a, a exchange <laughs> like a Maple Leaf. Was it Ma- called? Yeah, I think, it was called, I think it was called Maple Exchange. That was maybe a month or two ago. That one, yeah, I that, did, that I was did, really recent ago. Yeah, I I didn't even know about that one. So, I, but apparently it had enough, you know, had enough money or had enough, you know, it had enough crypto on it. Um, I, it wasn't in the it wasn't in the neighborhood of like 190 yeah, exactly. million, but like that's a big one. So I I literally went on it because um, I hadn't used it in a few months. So I was like, I like to go on the websites to, to make sure you know my passwords are working properly. So I was kind of doing like a checkup on it uh, last Friday. And sure enough, I had like the, like we were talking about before the show, the Cryptopia, you know, home page. Cryptopia maintenance page. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh-oh, not good. Um, thank goodness I didn't, I, I personally didn't have anything on that one. Um, again, I just use that more of as a bridge, uh, like an on-ramp or on-ramp, mm-hmm. off-ramp. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was I'm like, oh, geez, not another one. And like I said, this one was a big one. Like this is... I would say any major twenty six thousand Bitcoin. That's yeah. such a lot of money. Yeah, like this is like you know I talking you know talking to guys like Not So Fast and Nitacoin. Um, I'm pretty sure these you know we we all kind of anybody in Canada we're using that exchange um, to to put money back into our account uh, at least uh, converting from Bitcoin into into Canadian dollars. That's the that was the best way to do it. Um, so. Yeah, it's it was it was definitely unlike Maple Exchange. I don't think anybody knew. I never I'd never heard about that one. But this one was a big deal. Like this is this is like my mother in law called me. She's like, oh, what's did you uh, have any are money you on okay? there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when the normies when the normies are calling you, it's it's serious. The, the surprising thing is that this guy was 
was really young. He was only 30 yeah, years old. 30 years old. I honestly, I, I'm just reading that now. I, I, I thought it was some, you know, maybe somebody. Old in their, fart. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe in their 50s or 60s, right? Uh, but yeah, that's young. That's younger than yeah, I am. I was am. expecting somebody like 60. 50, yeah. Like yeah. When I read 30 years old, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's younger than me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about this story. Having only one person know the, you know, the password for the cold storage wallet. But apparently yeah, this, uh, this smells like scam, really, really planned scam. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that there was some activity out of some of the wallets. I think Kraken was kind of monitoring some things. I know Kraken got involved saying like, like we're going to help you, you know, find, you know, help, help you with the issue. Um, I to think kind of maybe crypto medicated the unfamous guy. Yes. Made a medium about the whole, uh, wallet movements between whole wallet and co wallet. Right. And it was vastly discredited. Oh, was uh, it? Because of, of his history. Uh, this girl from uh, my crypto uh, wallet, what's her name? Let me look for her real quick. Uh, started investigating the same with Peter Todd and some other guys from oh, okay. that are Bitcoin maximalists. <laughs> so many people are looking uh, on the subject and many people say that that it's most likely a scam yeah i mean it does seem pretty scammy um like i said i was just like, talking to my wife who knows very very little about you know the crypto world i just kind of told her what happened she's like she kind of looked at me like that's the craziest thing i've ever heard like that's bullshit uh so yeah it's like you being a bank and you you having the keys for the for the safe and you are the only one that has keys to the safe that's right dumb as fuck yeah i don't think so and again this is not some small exchange this is a big exchange <laughs> like a pretty big exchange so yeah her her name is taylor monahan and oh taylor monahan yeah c ceo of my crypto yeah she, i think she was part of the um my ether wallet of and then split off to my crypto wallet i think yeah that one. yeah she's she's very good so she's yeah, been she's, she's, she's been looking pro. into it as well yeah hmm interesting so yeah another day another exchange another uh, dull day at crypto <laughs> every day it's like they talk about the 24-hour news cycle i think in crypto it's more like a 14-hour news cycle <laughs> like it's yeah, crazy it's, it there's something happening all the time like whenever i open my twitter there's something new happening Somebody yeah, I mean the only thing that makes me happy. <laughs> I was gonna say the only thing that makes me happy is your your videos uh, when I when I scroll through Twitter. What videos? The sexy videos. The sexy videos. Yes, of course, the sexy videos. I like people that. love those. The, <laughs> Actually, you need to have a balance in, in your feed because if you post like pretend to be a smart thing all the time, uh, you don't get much traction. But if you post that. Yeah, you get plenty of absolutely. You need balance. This is good. This is a good advice here. Balance on your feed. Yeah, I, I, like for example, I spent like three months uh, doing investigation, uh, managing to contact uh, some guys in Twitter, influential guys, uh, really top notch, and you get like like a dozen likes, and and you spend like three months doing that. But you, your friends send you a WhatsApp video of a sexy girl, and you post that, and it's like utter success. You don't, <laughs> even, you don't even have to struggle finding uh, content. And they're great too. They are, like are they <laughs> I always think I'm like I, I don't know who these people are. Are they like do you know these girls or is this just no, things man, you find out? No, I don't know those girls. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. I have plenty of friends that are single, and I'm still in a WhatsApp group with them. And whenever they have good good uh, videos, they send them over. Oh, that's and great. Some, sometimes I need to filter because most of the time it's not a, for Twitter content. Right, really, yeah, it has to be. It's yeah. really triple X. Yeah, we want to just maybe one X or two X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to keep it PG-13. Absolutely. Well, no, that's my problem is I'm on Twitter all the time. I have a five-year-old daughter. I have to keep some, you know, I have to keep some restraints on, on some of the what happens on my feed, so... Yeah, I think that, sure, that your your stuff is reasonable. Your stuff passes. Uh, and so. having Brenna's Brenna's uh, spark on my feed, like doing a BJ or, or right, exactly. 
like popping up on my feet. I'm like, oh no, come on, man, come yeah. on, yeah, no, keep so it, I, I, keep it soft porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a lot of times where uh, it'll just show up like. Uh, this tweet maybe uh, uh, your settings aren't allowing you to to view this tweet, <laughs> so I get that a lot. Uh, just to, just to make sure I'm okay. I have a separate uh, Twitter for if I want to look at anything uh, anything fun more fun than that. Uh, <laughs> you you your wife better not uh, know that. Uh, no, I she I think she's okay. I I, th- I think she has a separate Twitter feed too. I'm not sure. <laughs> so. In talking of, of security, um, we, were, we were talking about your your medium article for Masternodes, but what I um, what I've been reading uh, lately with all the you know the hacks and exit scams and you know uncertainty in the market, I've been really liking your uh, the Ten Commandments of Crypto Security article that you made. I think that was in the summer. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. summer last summer last year. That last year. So I, I thought it was really good. So. What I thought, maybe not uh, all of our listeners had a chance to read it, so we're going to put it in the show notes, but I kind of wanted to go over some of the, some of the highlights of this, and maybe just I'll, I'll give you the, the talking point, and then you just kind of elaborate on it. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go down the Ten Commandments. So, commandment number one, do not use SMS 2FA on your accounts. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, well, at least in the States... It's really, really, really easy to port uh, your SIM card to a new phone. Right, like uh, a SIM swap? For, yeah. For example, if you had like something like Verizon or AT&T, customer service is really flexible in order for you to, to port your number to a new, new, new device. So at least here in Panama, it's, it's not the case because you have to physically go to the mobile service provider and give them your ID in order for, for them to give you access to a new mobile phone to your old number, right? So at least it's not, not, not in most cases in Latin America, which is where I live, uh, but in the States it's really, really that you hear often that uh, people get their phones ported. And it's yeah, a, I, I hear that it's all a the time. It's a big issue but because it's it's quite easy to get uh, the 2FA SMS uh, text. It's right. really popular in the, in the States, but not so in Latin America. No, uh, I, I, we don't use it here in Canada either. I think it's. I, I think we, we definitely use more the you know the 2FA Google authenticators and all the different 2FA programs. But yeah, we don't use very, a lot of SMS. If you that that enabled on, for example, on your Gmail as your backup recovery uh, medium, uh, anybody can get access to all your of your accounts. Right. So if, if you have a single email, and which is email, and you use it on all your uh, exchanges, mm-hmm. you can easily also get <laughs> a, <laughs> your, the hacker could get a, a recovery, new recovery codes for all your your accesses on exchanges, accounts, social media, Whatever you're using the 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 SMS to FA, especially if you have it in an email, is most most dangerous there. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so uh, number two, uh, the, the commandment number two is set up two FA. Um, so, like we were talking about before, I use two FA Google Authenticator. Is there a program that you like more than others, or? Um. At least myself, I just swapped from Google Authenticator to Authy. Okay. Just because in a, in the case that you lose your phone, mm-hmm. um, you can recover uh, all the seeds that you have on, on, on Authy. Like if you have a mega list as myself in Authy, yes. you can recover all of them. In okay. case of Google Authenticator, you, you cannot. If you right. lose your phone, you're... Well, I just I just switched phones a couple of months ago, or maybe not even, maybe yeah, maybe two months ago, and uh, and it is as easy to use as Google Authenticator. Oh, perfect. Well, that's good to know because yeah, when I switched, like you know, I switched all my content over f- to my new phone. Google Authenticator was there, but none of none of the none of the accounts were there. So now what I do is I use my old phone. I just keep that in my office, and that's my. I keep it offline. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's the best best way to go. Uh, I heard some some people that use uh, an iPod. Yeah. You don't have even connection to. Oh, that's smart. Internet. I keep it offline full time and use it for for two FA. That's a good idea. So commitment number three: uh, get a hardware wallet and use it. Um, so I have. I did the first part. I do have a hardware wallet. Um, I don't use it a lot right now. Um, <laughs> it's a ledger. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally, I'm. I like my. I use Exodus a lot um, on my on on my laptop. Uh, again, this. What is, is Exodus? I, Exodus is a laptop uh, wallet. Um, okay. It's a good program. Uh, big fan, <laughs> but it's obviously not as safe as the as the uh, ledger. As the ledger now, or Trezor. do you ha do you have a preference a ledger ledger versus maybe Trezor or? They are on top. Like both are actually tied for number one. Really. Okay. Perfect. Now, but do you like? There's, I, I just there's also one like cool wallet. It's really yep. practical. It's, it's okay. like it's the same size as a credit card. Really? I oh, was that the black also one? Also, really often. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I haven't used one, but yeah, I. They started to, to to come out with the special graphics. They came out with a, a nice Michael nice a, a picture on it, which seems really cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's also really cheap. It's like I think it's sixty nine bucks. It's cheaper. Oh, really? Than the, than the, than the top of, top of the line ledger and trustor. That's all right. Okay, commandment number four. Don't be a flashy douche. <laughs> That's my favorite commandment so far, by the way. Don't be a flashy douche. Um, yeah, it's basically not putting a, a target on your forehead. Like, yeah, this, guy, like this guy felt like I'm flashing his, his bank statement, like saying he has a deposit of 16000 5000 Right. Like, he becomes... Instantly, uh, the target. He, he is definitely one of the biggest targets in crypto Twitter for sure. Yeah, especially him. But in general, like at least in 2017, early 2018, you saw a lot of people posting their uh, actual portfolio. Oh, yeah. Portfolio. Well, and you had, their you had posted. Total assets like that's so fucking dumb. Well, you had posted something the other day on Twitter uh, about Ian. I think didn't you post something about Ian Bellina the other day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. like that. That that's one guy that's a perfect example where I remember seeing him post his block folio and he had was it like two million dollars or something? Yeah, like it was crazy. And it then was, it was he really often. And <laughs> yeah, he lost <laughs> yeah. like lost two point five million or something like that. Yeah. He started, I, when I started following him in 2017, he had like a, a portfolio of what, 60,000, which, which is normal. And he, he started growing exponentially because of, of the Icomania back then. Of course, yeah. So obviously, he didn't trade those amounts and he had a shitload of, of coins and profits from, from those Icos. So becoming, uh, having post on that on Twitter and say like I have this amount and now having any infosec uh, protection and saving your private keys on your Evernote that's pretty pretty <laughs> Do you know what I use Evernote? Infosec. Do you know what I use Evernote for? I use Evernote to get my grocery list. That's it. <laughs> when when I go I to the grocery I use Evernote to to keep numbers of documents uh, from my family and stuff like that, but not yeah. actual private keys. <laughs> that seems crazy. Like why, if you if you hold two point five million, why would you keep the private private keys in your Evernote? Don't you have enough money to buy for a hardware wallet? Right. Like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And and plenty of the ICOs that, that existed back in twenty seventeen, most of them were uh, Earth twenty, so they're Ethereum based. So you probably could store in your on your ledger. And your your trusser, either, right? Either one of them. Yeah, that's that that's crazy. That, that blows my mind. All right, uh, number five, uh, commandment number five: be anonymous. Uh, 
There has been a trend lately of people doxing themselves, and I'm, I'm assuming you don't agree with this. Um, I still don't agree with it. Uh, this guy, uh, Andre Preoteasa, is a IT security professional. He says that, um, well, I'm going to put my, my point first. At least if you, for example, let's say like in 2025 when Bitcoin is like, I don't know, 100,000 minimum. I hope uh, so. <laughs> and I have my face on Twitter and, and people in the street see me. In Latin America, for example, in Brazil, Mexico, mm -hmm. that's for sure a, a cause to get you kidnapped. For sure. Right. Especially in, La in Latin America. Yeah, they don't mess around with the kidnapping in Latin America, right? No, no. And I mean, you're not, not too far from, um, I, my geography might be wrong, but uh, you're not too far from Colombia, correct? No, mm. it's, it's just... You, you are you bordering with Colombia? Yeah. Do you, yeah, you border with Colombia. And Medellin's right there too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we that's scary. for the kidnappers and yeah. <laughs> they could kidnap me, right? So yeah, no. That's, that's... I, I rather keep myself and my family and friends safe. That nobody knows well nobody knows physically who i am right uh, that putting my face out there and exposing me to to get kidnapped for a few thousand bucks absolutely you know I, mean? I agree uh, so I, I i'm anonymous at least I'm just... in, at least in, in panama is is actually really safe i'm not saying that panama is unsafe but I, i'm really self-conscious on the part of, of uh, personal security Infosec, and I try to keep a really low key on on, on everything. Like I don't like to to flash. A, like I don't drive a Lexus. I try to keep low key. I don't dress flashy. I don't have a Rolex. Like I really try to to be low key. And and in the states, you could be the opposite and still have a strong Infosec, and you'll be fine. Like. It's right. totally different cultures, but uh, in Latin America, it's not the case. No, I well, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, it's some serious stuff. So I, I'm anonymous myself, but it's not because I'm scared of people going to kidnap me. Is because it's embarrassing buying the top of a bull run. So I just <laughs> don't. <want> any, <laughs> I don't want anybody to know who I am. <laughs> uh, that's a legit reason. Yeah, that, that is a legit reason. So uh, number six, uh, we, we just talked about it now, is uh, don't dox yourself. I think that's pretty self-explanatory um, for, the, for the reasons that we were talking about. We'll skip to number seven. Well, this actually oh, go ahead. Um, um, uh, difference between five and six, that is be anonymous is uh, like don't put a picture of yourself in social media, you don't right. your name. But in the sixes, don't dox yourself. It means like, don't don't give tips uh, to hackers or kidnappers or thugs uh, of wh what are your whereabouts, uh, how much you're holding okay. in, in cryptocurrencies, yeah. money. Uh, it's, it's like not giving them pieces of the puzzle so they can figure right. who they are, where do you live, uh, who are your your. Uh, family members who are your friends and stuff like that no that's a good point that's a good point um so yeah th th like you said like uh, you, you get a couple of pieces to the puzzle sometimes you can figure out the rest you know exactly no that makes sense okay number seven different email for different types of accounts so this kind of ties back into the 2fa we were talking about this is but this is another step this is you know, if you're using the same Gmail. <laughs> um, yeah, for example, yeah. Um, it's in InfoSec, uh, you try to compartmentalize uh, your accesses. Uh, the, the best approach is to have like different emails for different type of accesses. Because uh, for example, if you only have one email and use it for everything, for example, if you have SMS to FA authenticator on on your email that you use for everything. Mm -hmm. If that get gets uh, hacked, you you lose access to everything, to your social media, to Facebook, to your Medium, to, to your exchanges, to bank accounts, to everything. You lose it all. 
But if you have uh, an account for Twitter, an email account for Twitter, for Facebook, even that sounds really uh, complicated to have a single email, but it's the most paranoid way, the most safe way to keep it safe. But if you want to uh, have a middle ground of social media, you have a single email for social media, a single email for your bank account, a single email for your exchange. And if you get hacked on Facebook, your I mean your email that you use for Facebook or social media, only those get compromised. Not your bank account, not your exchange. Account. Right. So it is really important to keep uh, a really strong a uh, uh, password and and as two-factor authentication on your email because email is is like the centralized. Uh, the central point of failure. If your email fails, all your ex- your accesses that are linked to that email get compromised because everything gets recovered through your email. No, that's a good point. So I like that. This is this is some good information. I hope people are paying attention uh, because shit is hitting the fan uh, as of as of late. Um, I'm going to move to number eight here, uh, bookmark websites. This is a really smart one. I've been doing this since I started in crypto. Um, but explain why bookmarking your websites for, I'm assuming, exchanges. It, and It's and basically like. because it's really easy to put an ad on Google and, and hackers or, or people that do phishing uh, mm-hmm. put a fake, or for example, if you type Binance there, well, not, not us of lately, but... At least in 2017 or 2018, you had phishing uh, websites. If you type uh, any type of exchange in Google, and the first three or four or five uh, uh, searches that appear on Google were probably phishing websites. Now it's more controlled, but still, it's it's a risk to to type the exchange that that you're trying to log in through Google. It's better to type it on the URL bar or or have it even saved on your bookmarks because you uh, could get um, a bad website link uh, through right. Google, which is not well, a lot of um, I know some some of the websites I use like obviously Binance will have uh, you know make sure you look at the you know you, you're, you're confirming the. Uh, the, the link website, in, the, in the bar. The H- HTTPS is yeah. c- certification and whatnot. And KuCoin, I use KuCoin a little bit. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, I talk about KuCoin a lot on the uh, on the show. Uh, but well, you KuCoin, have their Dragon Chain coin? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of the Dragon Chain guys, but I do like a, a good KuCoin <laughs> gem when I can find one. Um, I, I love the video of Not So Fast making fun of the Dragon Chain people. The Dragon Chain prob- people... Probably one of my favorite videos. <laughs> they, they are something else. Um, they are, yeah. That that that's. It's very um, when people get when people fall in love with a coin, I tell <laughs> you, it's it, they get pretty manic. So, uh, no, I'm I'm. I mean, I think I had Dragon Chain for a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, not a huge dra- Dragon Chain guy. But I know on KuCoin when I sign in, uh, when I set up my account, that you can use like a. A, like a secret word that shows up and if that word doesn't show up the right way then you know it's the, like a phishing website mm-hmm. so it's kind of a cool I, I haven't seen it anywhere else but I thought that was an interesting way to you know to, to, to have an additional security for you know to, to prevent phishing um, but yeah so no I, I do see that in, in, a, in a few different uh, in, a, in a few different sites um, so those, those nine, are really nice those are really nice to have on, on user inside but absolutely on starting on your side you should have a oh especially if you're managing actual Bitcoin or crypto because it's actual money a, it's really important that you have that safe on your computer and don't even try to do, to access exchanges or computers you, of people you don't know right well this this brings you to number nine uh, use VPN on untrusted Wi-Fi. And the first sentence of this one is maybe my favorite. It says, using Wi-Fi uh, of unknown trustworthiness uh, <laughs> is like having sex without a condom with a complete stranger. Um, see, when you say it like that, it makes me want to use uh, uh, untrusted <laughs> Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> because uh, anonymous unprotected sex is it sounds like a good time, but uh, uh, but it can it can hurt you in the long run. I think, and I think that's the point of this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. using using untrusted Wi-Fi for for crypto could could hurt you in the long run. Yeah, at least in Latin America, it, you don't have as as proficient hackers as in the U.S. Right. So wi- Wi-Fi hotspots are really clean down here. But okay. For example, I wouldn't trust a international airport hotspot or a cafe hotspot. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 well, we, exact, we've seen it's exactly as it's stated there. Like it's having <laughs> sex without a condom. Well, we've seen in the past. We've seen in the past where I think um, I know some cafes. I think maybe Starbucks. Uh, when when you would sign into their Wi-Fi, there was somebody had put in uh, like a miner to mine Monero. I think it was at one point. Like it's, you never know what's happening with those with those free Wi-Fi spots. Yeah, especially if it's for, if it's free. But exactly. also also the the service provider of uh, as I've read in the past week that VPN provider services are not that trustworthy so you, you need to be careful with this one okay that's a good point so number 10 the last commandment uh antivirus and firewall yourself um so you want to elaborate a little bit on that yeah um well overall this uh, whole list i before posting it i i checked with few hackers and IT experts on the subject, Mr. Hog, the same Andrea Pratiasa, the mask, and most of them were in accordance with all the points except the last two. Uh, the part of the VPN is like there's not there's not many trustworthy companies providing VPN services. The same for antivirus and firewalls. Most of them say that uh, at least the one I'm using right now, Symantec and Kaspersky and some others are, are not really trustworthy because they they let they let in NSA's uh, backdoors, uh, Trojans malware right. uh, undetected. So you're better off with the without a, <laughs> a Windows uh, antivirus mm-hmm. or even the firewall. Itself. What about so a John McAfee antivirus? <laughs> that's uh, McAfee. Well, I don't know, man. Uh, there, no, you can hire. You can, there's there's you, a two-edged sword on antivirus. And, I think uh, you can just uh, hire him now, and he just stays by your computer and makes sure nobody hacks into it. I think that's the he, new McAfee. He's really, he's really bad. Even he got his Twitter <laughs> handle hacked. Yeah, a no. few months back. I think it was last year. No, I think you're right. I think it was last year, but uh, yeah, no, he definitely got hacked too. So, <laughs> um, so that pretty much does it for uh, for your great media article. I really like this one. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. I just want to give you an opportunity if uh, if you wanted to plug anything, anything you're working on, any projects you're working on, anything. The floor uh, is yours. Right now, I'm working with a few projects, but nothing to hype on right now. Uh, some of them are uh, low-key because mm-hmm. they're doing development and planning deployment soon but uh, once that that's allowed to be uh, shared with everybody you will know my Twitter feed so I appreciate for the opportunity well, uh, I, I was to share my projects and having me on board and, and Rick podcast. I, honestly, I, I this is this is a great episode. Uh, I was a little nervous having to do it all by myself because normally Bunchu uh, steers the ship around. I'm here. really resented to Cynthia that I'm not showing for the podcast. Actually, <laughs> I would uh, call them out on Twitter because I think that <laughs> I will. <laughs> but for the people that that aren't following on Twitter, I mean, you're one of my favorite follows. Uh, you have the the sexy videos. You have Don't great you articles. Probably say that to everybody. That no, you this is this. Podcast. I'm serious. Gr- good articles, and and honestly, I'm not a big reader, but uh, r- articles that are written in a way that's very easy to read, but very informative. Um, yeah, people don't write, don't like to read usually. So I try to make them like 
to the spotlight, to the sweet spot, so everybody uh, gets the benefits from the articles. Absolutely. So Panama Crypto is trying to help everybody out. He's, you know, he's giving you nice stuff to look at. He's giving you good stuff to read. Uh, you know, he's not flashy. He's not a flashy douche. Uh, you know, he's got good. He's got uh, good security. I mean, it's a total package. But um, I just want to thank you for your time. Um, you know, if if you're not following uh, Panama Crypto, we'll make sure to tag him in uh, in the episode tweet. Uh, this episode is going to come out on Thursday, I believe, um, Thursday the seventh. So we'll make sure to tag in that. We'll uh, tag the Medium articles as well. Um, but you know, for myself, uh, for Wrecked Podcast, I'm Crypto Chamber, and don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. <laughs>